0: two primitive screw heads. Listen up. I got news for you, pal. You ain't leading but two things right now. Jack and shit. Jack left town.
1: Well, hello, Mr. Fancy Pants. What was that rocket? What rocket? I was just in my office and I heard a rocket. The ruckus, sir. Does this we not friends anymore. In the yeah.
0: the one. I'm, I'm in my First you want to kill me, now you want to kiss me. Blow. Good. Bad. I'm the guy with the gun. Alrighty, DJ Nimbus with you, ass on the Metal Titan Radio Podcast. That was Lily Kim doing a cover of The World is Yours by Arch Enemy. And, uh, I've been kind of chatting with this girl for, I don't know, last year or so. Uh, I think she found me on Twitter and uh, informed me of the stuff that she does. I Actually, when I still had the radio, I had uh, played some of her stuff in some of the spotlight segments that we had. Um... But now, as of course, uh, without the radio, I'm having to fit everything in when I can, and uh, she had a couple of new covers that she had done, that was one of them. She also has a new Epica track that she was covering, but she's done everything from Dark Tranquility to Children of Bodom, uh, Marduk, um, it looks like also made Ice Earth and stuff like that, so a lot of different stuff that she does uh, cover-wise, and they're very cool and very good covers actually I was actually yeah, that was really good I enjoyed excellent. that yeah um and speaking of which when labels and promotional sites and artists send me stuff weekly to you know try to play on their on our podcast um I certainly try to get as much as I can in there you have to keep in mind that I'm listening I'm still listening to like 20 and 30 new records every week uh not necessarily I'm gonna play everything from those records but I do try to mix in some of the old stuff with new stuff, and then on top of that, anything that the labels and artists send me directly, I try to get that in there as well. So, if you don't ever hear your stuff that you send me, what regardless of what it is, it doesn't don't take it personally. It just means that I just didn't have time for it. I may still get in at another date. Um, but it's difficult when you're trying to do like a two-hour or so podcast and you're trying to just have a nice collection of different stuff that you're not always going to get everything in that particular week so don't take it personally if it just doesn't happen to happen that particular week but uh, do know that I will work my best to try to get the stuff out there as soon as I can.
2: Definitely reach out to us on the Metal Tavern radio page if you want something played or you know, message us directly and we we love hearing from new bands We, I mean that's how we became friends with a lot of our friends just bands that we support and we really do appreciate hearing new music and of course in the Baltimore area supporting the local music scene um you know that's how we found McHale you know I think it started with the battle of the bands and we we saw many shows with them and they're really kind of taken off in the local Baltimore DC scene. You know, they have another show coming up next week at Atlas Brewworks in D C so if you are in this area, definitely go check them out. But, you know, the more that we talk to you and the more that we see you, we you know, we definitely wanna play things from our, you know, friends who are bands
0: well and just in general like even if i don't know you that well like
2: but that's how we become friends right
0: but i'm just saying that that's send us stuff right it's we'll like we'll
2: talk to you we'll- i'm on
0: twitter i'm on facebook i am on instagram but i don't go there often so but i don't think anyone sends music through that really but nevertheless don't be shy um
2: and we you know right now we have one podcast a week we have other ideas for things that we want to try and do, especially when I'm home next week. DJ Anubis is going to be winging this by himself because I'm going Thank to. Thank God. <laughs> I'm going to be on location doing some work, but it's only a short trip. I'll be back in about ten days to. Uh,
0: She's going to be on a boat with a bunch of seamen.
2: I am. Well, the boat's not even sailing. We're uh, we're in port, and the cable ship is getting cable from the factory so I get to work that's first time
0: but yeah that's all I wanted to lay out as far as I was concerned is that I know that people are sending me, like there's labels that I deal with even back in the day with the radio itself that I used to be able to have the luxury of weekly segments like two one to two hour segments for those specific labels and I can usually fit all the stuff they send in to me there. But nowadays, with just the podcast itself, it's a little trickier. So I do have to be a little bit more selective with what I choose. So if I if you send me five bands and only two of them really connect with me, it's not anything personal. It's not against any of the bands. It's just that I have to figure out what is best for my audience in general. And, and
2: what fits whatever theme that we're doing weekly. Right.
0: But uh, it doesn't mean that I won't play anything from those other records later down the road. So don't be scared to send me stuff. That's the general point. Here.
2: We're hoping to bring back the Sloshed and Moshed podcast, maybe at least once a month, where we pair our favorite bands or you know new bands with different wines and beers. So uh, maybe a nice red wine would go well with your new music.
0: Right. So we're hoping to get that back. Have that a lot of fun. Uh, we were pretty plastered by the end of it. So,
2: <laughs> yeah, we were sampling, not just. It's not like you know. We were
0: sampling. Let me <laughs> tell you. <laughs>
2: well, it was, it was what, two or three wines and two or three different beers that we in were a drinking hour period, in yeah. a two-hour period. So, we're drinking all of this alcohol. We're we're really trying to appreciate it too, because every type of beer and wine has. And it's
0: actually trickier than you would think. I think the one episode we did. I certainly tried the best to find the music that would match it, but it wasn't always 100%. So it, it's something that we have probably to think, out, think about a little bit more when we go into it and be a little more prepared. Last time we were kind of just off the cuff and just going whatever. But I think now that if we're going to do it, we have to kind of be just like choose it on the whim, you know, figure out what we're going to be doing. I mean, I
2: think sometimes like...
0: It's one thing if you're familiar with something and you already kind of got it in your head. But if it's something we haven't tried at all...
2: That's the thing, too. We we really didn't get a chance to try. We were trying as we were going. And, like, for me, I'm drinking right now uh, a red wine, which is, like, my favorite thing to drink... But when I think of red wine, I'm like, ooh, that sounds good for typo negative. Like, you know, b- black number one would go really well with this wine. Oh, yeah, boom, boom, boom. right? So, and then, you know, if you're having a one of those truly spiked seltzers, I think that's light and refreshing. And I'm like thinking of some folk metal that would go really nice with the truly.
0: Oh, yeah. So in the last episode at the end we started talking about how we were preparing to go to stock, Horde stock. stock.
2: for Big O' and Dukes, my favorite podcast, my favorite radio Power show. There guys,
0: yep, from Virginia that uh have been doing their
2: they've been in the radio world shows for since a while now about nineteen ninety nine interning on an old station that doesn't exist anymore and then they were here in Baltimore and that's really how I started loving them was I was working at a job and it was a bunch of data crunching and it was kind of boring and tedious so I took in a radio this is back in the day before there were a lot of podcasts or a lot I mean there wasn't a lot of on-demand anything nobody had smartphones this was you know 2003 2002
0: I think, like both Oscar and Dukes have, like, actual other radio shows that are on.
2: Dukes does, yes. National,
0: he did sports talk. Yeah,
2: he's doing sports talk, Chad Dukes versus the world. And Oscar is also doing another podcast, um, the Mike O'Mara show, who is, you know, used to be nationally, Don uh, Don and Mike, nationally Mm -hmm. syndicated. And um, so they're they're very experienced and they're very funny. And and, they're
0: very passionate about this particular show because now, like, even though they have a very good following, it's almost like they're still kind of like us. They're kind of like doing it in the basement of something. It's, like, it's not well, like... Well, it's not a
2: basement. It's a nest. It's in an uh, like the top floor. That's why they call it the nest. It used to be the bunker, which was the basement, but now...
0: But I'm saying is that they're it's their own dime and everything they're doing. Mm, they're, they've
2: built their own business. They should be very proud of themselves because I think it's been about 10 years now that they've been doing this podcast, maybe 11. I was... When I was working um, at another how do i get all these boring jobs but they went they were in baltimore then they went to phoenix and then they came back to dc and at the when i was when they came back to dc i had this i did have a um an iphone at that time it was probably about 2007 2008 and i would download the cbs radio app so that i could listen to them it would kind of be like a segment behind but i would always listen to them and they would just they would just make me laugh i i don't have any any way to explain it except for they treat their fans like friends they talk they make jokes they're about the same age as me so a lot of things kind of like when I was in my 20s they were in their 20s and they're going through the same thing and they've built this business now they started like you know just recording together started up their podcast after you know the the radio station flipped formats to sports talk radio it wasn't talk anymore it was sports talk so they they lost their show about a year after that they started their podcast up and you know just from following them well myspace back then and facebook i saw that they posted a podcast and i'm like this is amazing they Every time I put them on, they just make me feel better and make me laugh and you know
0: they are quite funny and really long story short is every once in a while they organize these little get togethers for their fans um we've done horoween before with them
2: we did uh, two hordowes, one hordoween they did at the wrecker, and the other hordeween was at the place we were Fairlands Fair brewing. Yeah.
0: So they had this thing called Hortstock and
2: It was a whole weekend of things, but we didn't buy any tickets for the other stuff because we weren't sure if I was even going to be home. And then uh, the one, the Friday night roast of drab sold out. And then Saturday night we had plans, so we didn't get to go to that. But Sunday, Sunday we, we didn't have any plans, and it was in the afternoon. So And
0: it's at a brewery. So, yeah, basically they, and I didn't even know it was going in, but... So they had this contest, basically, where they had someone create these trading cards with their images of them and also the surrounding horde. That they have a certain clique of guys. friends yeah. and
2: fun events. And it was like getting, you know, Marvel action figure trading cards or baseball like cards. Willy Waka
0: and you have this, there's like three golden It was the golden Coney and uh, if you got one then apparently according to DJ Neko there's this thing where they're going to kidnap you and take you off to Chad Duke's house for a weekend or some shit like it would,
2: that you would get kidnapped and Chad's very private so these are three strangers coming to his house, I understand I'm, you know, he's, he's a celebrity so if you're letting a bunch of strangers in there, he did not want any phones he didn't want people to know the exact address so you would get kidnapped, literally in the back of a van, with with a sack over your head, and I mean, the ride is only about five ten minutes from where you're going. It's not like it's but just it's funny. It's a funny it's joke. A,
0: yeah, and yeah, and the,
2: everybody was going to leave their phones at this one location, so then you get kidnapped. You get to go to Chad's house, party in his fancy pool, and then you know picked up and taken back to get your stuff. Yeah. So we didn't win, unfortunately. I was hoping I would. But we did get four packs of trading cards and two packs of them we, signed. we got signed. And I was thinking of doing a really cool, um, since we have so many trading cards, I was going to do, like because it's 20 trading cards, and then you have the, the pack itself that was signed. So I was going to do like the front of the trading card and then underneath the back of the trading card and kind of put it in a frame so that you can see the front and back uh simultaneously and then hang it up cuz it's it's really they put a lot of thought into it it was well done it is not it's not like they just threw something together they've been thinking about it and i honestly you have to think these three guys drab oscar and chad on their own they decided they were going to keep something alive and they did truly out of you know people's fandom and they started their own little business and turned it into their own thing. They are their own boss. They should be really proud of themselves because they have no they have no like program director on on a station that they have to answer to, and they can come up with their own ideas like hordestock like Hordeween like having the concerts that they do It was to me i i absolutely just i'm very proud of them to see. Because I've seen them grow from... And they're
0: all very friendly. Like, mm-hmm. you know, when you they actually walk around while they're there and they talk to you. And it's like, you know, you, you would just think they're just one of the other people you know. It's like, very cool, uh, very relaxing. Uh, um, part of the the conclusion of the evening for us was I guess they were unveiling a new painting.
2: So the, the Sutland gallery is something that started because there was a picture of Oscar that somebody took at a caps game and he was, you know, how sometimes you're just sitting and staring into space and you just look like you're bored or upset or something. That's all he was doing. He was just kind of staring into space, but somebody got like a really unflattering picture and <laughs> it kind of went crazy people were memeing it people were like doing photoshops of it
0: yeah it became viral it was this
2: it was the sullen oscar so then they did a painting of sullen oscar and then they decided they were going to take sullen oscar and put sullen oscar's face on um vigo from ghostbusters 2 and christmas vacation yeah so they, they were unveiling another painting but there was a twist this year mm-hmm. it, it wasn't oscar this year it was drab and, and he did not. See he it coming. was. He didn't see it coming, and he was not happy because <laughs> they did the infamous scene in *Silence of the Lambs*, where oh, I don't know how, how do you. Bell's yeah, like, Buffalo. He's he's doing the tuck, and *Goodbye, Horses* is yeah. playing. So they basically put Drab's face on that, uh, and. I honestly... I, there was a raffle for the painting. I wish I would have won that because Silence of the Lambs is, like, one of my favorite movies ever. And... they she re- was really wrong about I it. I was. <laughs> and I... To the
0: point that I, I think I actually saw the cogs in her head thinking how she can, like, maneuver to steal it before anyone <laughs> notices.
2: Or, or go find the person who won it and be like, can I pay you for this, maybe? I...
0: No, you just been like, look, like, you don't deserve this. I deserve. I this.
2: deserve it. Silence of the Lambs is my favorite movie. I love Big O and Dukes. It's like a mashup made in heaven for me. And they did take some liberties on poor Drab too, because they like they they really. It looked good. The guy who does it, Dorsey, he um he's a very very good artist, but and it looked like that scene. Uh-huh. It really looked good, but they did kind of like you
0: saw the tuck.
2: Oh yeah, you saw the tuck. He, they really just kind of. I, I don't know how to, like, they didn't paint drab super flatteringly. Like, there was there was a little bit of uh.
0: Well, there's really no way to do that scene yeah, without... <laughs> yeah,
2: without making So, he was really mad, and his face, his reaction, like, he whipped but off his I hat. But I give
0: him credit. He was, like, a really good sport because Missy actually got a picture with him next to the painting and all the other stuff. So, I thought that was pretty nice of him. He took it well. He still doesn't like it from what I hear cuz I haven't heard any of the You didn't episode. hear the new
2: episode yet, but he uh he was like out of everything that's ever happened to me, like he was really kind of like the least of my concerns is the tuck on that painting. My 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 boobs look really big and I look really <laughs> bald and and I told Drav when I went up there, he smiled, I smiled, we took a picture and I'm like Drav, I don't think this is a, a very accurate portrayal of of you, but I love the painting, I love Silence of the Lambs, and he smiled, and so, but I, it was last Sunday, and I was super stoked to go, and I'm super happy that my loving husband is so willing to go to these things with me.
0: Yeah, they're they're cool guys, Uh, I don't listen to him as much as I like, um, obviously because I've always got my attention elsewhere, but. Even
2: when I'm out on the ship, he downloads it for me, and emails it to me, because that's how, that's how big of a fan I am. And the we have some websites that are restricted. And the, re, the reason that Big O and Dukes is restricted out there is because of bandwidth. They don't... Um, anything that's considered a streaming media site, they block because they don't want you... Um, they don't want you, like, trying... Like, Netflix is, is b- blocked because we have so limited bandwidth out there. They don't want you trying to just stream suck things up. suck up all the bandwidth
0: but uh we got a lot to get to today yeah we, we just do. wanted to touch on that a little bit so uh we're gonna get into the music here because i know that's what you're all here for anyway uh some brand new tracks uh the first one will be from sub eternal dusk uh pretty good album solid album there but then i also got two tracks from uh Cobar. Uh, Extreme Music PR, one of those promotional groups I told you about. Nice. A uh, band called IAT, and then also Eskaton. So check them out. We'll be back after these songs. Hey there, this is Hugo Flores from Factory of Dreams, and you're listening to Metal Tavern Radio. Enjoy the music.
2: Alright, DJ Necco.
0: DJ Necco with you on Metal Tavern Radio, the
2: podcast.
0: 2.0. 2.0. Yep, 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 yep. So, uh... I was looking around on a web yesterday and came across an article about heavy metal is good for your health.
2: It's an interesting article because, you know, everybody always kind of puts us metalheads in this, I guess, little specification. Stereotype. Yeah, a little stereotype that we are angry, and all we do is drink, and...
0: Cause problems. Yeah, and... And and Mel's blamed for our suicide rate. Mm.
2: And to the contrary, you know, I have always been a very responsible adult, and you know, I'm starting to become a little bit more successful in my career, which is awesome, because I'm doing something I absolutely love. Um, DJ Anubis has always been... Employed, And, you know, we both went to college. So, you know, it, it just baffles my mind that just because what you listen to can define who you are. Now, granted, we do define ourselves as metalheads. We love it. We love going to concerts. We love the music. But you have to, like, put things into perspective. You're not going to, like say somebody who reads Stephen King novels or other, you know, horror genre type books, you're not going to say, oh, well, that person's a sociopath because they're reading really crazy shit. It's just music. It's, it's fiction, you know, like we're listening to something because we are entertained and we love it. Now, to the flip side, everybody is, you know I hate saying everybody, but people have accused metalheads of not being educated, not being able to, you know I mean, let's look at some of the most popular. Let's look at Bruce Dickinson. He's he's a pilot. He has two different degrees from the university. Like on top of running a very successful band and business. These are not uneducated People. These are people who really know what they're doing with their lives. So, you know, one quote here, it says, Despite the often violent lyrical content and some heavy metal songs, recently published research has shown that fans do not become sensitized to violence, which cast doubt on the previously assumed negative effects of long-term exposure to such music. Indeed, studies have shown long-term fans were happier in their youth and better adjusted in middle age compared to their non-fan counterparts. I that 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 quote just speaks to. to well, it's
0: like anything else, and I, you know, we don't want to make it overly political because we kind of stray away from that. But when you look at some of the things that have happened over the years, when you have teens or people that kill themselves, and you know, you get these. Uh, media reports that, oh, they were listening to Judas Priest or Slayer or Marilyn Manson. Yeah,
2: remember the trench coat Mafia is, with the Columbine shooting? They right. were like, oh, they were listening to Marilyn Manson, and it's, that's what made them do it.
0: I, I always have debated that because, you know, yeah, they might have been listening to extreme music to try to help cope with it, but if they already have serious issues with depression or whatever that they were going to do what they did no matter what it didn't matter if they were listening to country music, hip hop or whatever at the end of the day it isn't like video games like now you got Walmart talking about how they want their employees to make sure that no games are on their TVs in there that are showing violence and they're, they're just they're, And
2: GameStop has a 7-day waiting period right. now to purchase violent this. video games even for people like me who are almost 40 so, it, it's overreaction
0: to everything. And so we kind of saw this in the 80s when the PMRC was trying to, you know, and they succeeded in getting all these labels put on records, but it actually kind of hurt them. It actually helped heavy metal and rock and hip-hop because... It's
2: like, oh, look, I'm listening to right. parental advisor. It's advisory. like,
0: oh, we're not supposed to have this. I want this shit, you know. I want so it even more. It worked against what they really intended, but... And
2: you saw how eloquently that D. Snyder spoke on music's behalf I mean, he was out there for himself and for rock stars, but he was out there for music. Not yep. just rock and metal. He was out there, you know, saying...
0: And it's a constant problem because most of society that doesn't understand metal to begin with, or even rock... It, just like D point, uh pointed out with Tipper Gore and Company, was that they went into his lyrics looking for certain things, but without understanding the context of which it was being written. So when D came up to him and, as you said, so eloquently told them that, well, no, this song is not about S&M. This song is about this, this, and this, and that you only got out of it what you went in looking for. So he, he really turned the tables on them, which threw them for a loop, which was one of the greatest days for metal and rock fans worldwide, That D went in there and just showed them that, no, we're not fucking stupid and nor are we, like, delinquents or criminals or anything else. It's all dependent on the individual and what's going on with their own personal lives, so... Which
2: speaks to what this article says. You know, there are problems
0: when people who face issues, they can either be alcoholics, drug users, uh, suicide, whatever, but... There's always outliers, yeah. For me heavy metal was my outlet for my anger for the only issues i dealt with growing up and even now even though i'm much happier place in my life it still gives me an outlet for whenever i deal with the surrounding shit around me outside that i can't control and that's just what it's there for i enjoy it as it says i was much happier when listening to it so watching what's going on now after the el paso shooting and Dayton stuff like it's You don't want to go down to where it is starting to go down, where, like, you know, all of a sudden you got waiting periods and, you know, Walmart's deciding what they're going to show on their example TVs and whatnot. Like,
2: I mean, they are a business and they can do whatever they want, but honestly, you have to really. Dig deep, I guess. I mean,
0: there there are other issues that we need to address more than that. Like,
2: now don't get me wrong, in metal, there are a couple of wild cards. mm -hmm. Like,
0: uh, well, there's extremist stuff out there. You look at Varg. No, that's what I was gonna
2: say, Varg, and that whole non, you know, burning down the churches, killing, uh,
0: but again, that's still just him. Like, there are other black metal musicians who had similar beliefs but they just didn't go to that level like they they expressed everything they needed to express in their lyrical content if they are anti-christian they're going to express that but that's fine that's the way it should be artistic expression should always be prevalent in music so you know yeah you're going to have some that are white nationalists and all this other stuff and you don't have to endorse that or even like it but if we start coming down on all that stuff saying that we they can't do it, well, then you're not any better than what's going on outside of that. So we either need to just learn to make our own choices in life, or we're just going to see all this but shit go But everybody,
2: away. you know, the way that it's going, everybody wants to be babysat. That's the way, oh, we need to be babysat. We need restrictions. We want everybody to tell us what to do. And that, I mean, I don't say that to be uh, sarcastic but the way you know if, if the government's telling you you have to have like X amount of waiting time and this is how we're not you're not treating us like adults and we're capable of making our own decisions granted again there's always outliers but What I'm noticing, too, and it it sucked last weekend. It really sucked. There was a lot of shit going on in in two different cities, two different parts of the United States. But, on the contrary, somebody... I wish I would have pulled this up so I could give you the statistics of, you know, not a mass shooting, but, like, the shit that goes on that is not considered mass shootings, like the... Crime epidemic in oh, certain cities.
0: Chicago over the weekend. Even I, even
2: in Baltimore too. Yeah.
0: Baltimore's like the second.
2: I think we're number one right we're now. We're number
0: one and we're murders late. per
2: capita, but
0: right.
2: but other cities have more murders, but they have larger populations. And part of the problem is that Baltimore's population is shrinking, and then it's becoming more dangerous because the dangerous people stay there. Honestly.
0: And they don't trust me, they don't have anything to do with heavy metal,
2: yeah, they have nothing to do with heavy metal, but you the mass shootings just get more publicity than the other bad things going on, you know, it was even to the point where there are x amount of deaths per day due to the flu or due to cancer and anything it's more
1: Car than
2: exit. yeah it's it's more than. But because it's not publicized the way that mass shootings are, it kind of, like, escapes our mind, and we forget that...
0: And that's part of, and that's really the media's fault, too, because... And
2: that's, that's what I was going at. They have a
0: responsibility to, you know, obviously they want to report things, but when you basically glorify and sensationalize something, when that's really just... Like, those kind of mass shootings are really out of the norm. It's not really normal thing. Most of the stuff that she was talking about is you go into Baltimore or Chicago and there's like violence every weekend. And drug, every single weekend. Drug
2: overdoses is a nationwide problem. It's not just Baltimore. It's not just Chicago. It's rural America too. And the amount of drug overdoses that are going on. But it's that's not that's not sexy. That's not something that the media wants to, to show. They I mean, it's not like there's going to be a mass drug overdose unless you're having like, you know, a Kool-Aid party and that that's sad that, you know, these single deaths all kind of get swept under the rug and they don't get I mean, I I'm not trying to publicize every small detail of everything that happens, but you you really want to start thinking about where our time is spent and priorities. yeah. What prior, like, right now, fentanyl, especially, I think I'm saying it wrong, but fentanyl, fentanyl, um, it's a very potent drug, and, you know, people are getting slick and putting it into different drugs, and it's causing a ton of overdoses, and I know right now they are starting to provide users, it's kind of like the heroin needle exchange program, people were up in arms over that, but, you know, everybody was getting AIDS and dying, so, after they started that, fewer people were getting AIDS because they weren't sharing or reusing needles. You have the fentanyl. Right now, there there's like a, a dipstick that you can use that detects fentanyl, and they're trying to get it into people's hands so they don't overdose. And on top of that, there, there are sprays that they use up, up the nose. It's called Narcan that will revive somebody, maybe. The idea is... Again, I am going on my usual tangent. Yeah, the, we, the, the idea way
0: trouble, but the, the, the bottom line is that when it comes to heavy metal and rock music and all that, you know, it, it's really the stereotypes are really they're not ending, there. Yeah, they're disingenuous and you know, we we're part of the metal scene I mean, still religiously even How many wrestling.
2: different types of people that we know listen to metal and they're all very bright. Very bright, very Different, they all have different... You know, uh, one guy, um, Herman, he works... He's a scientist. He works for the Department of the Environment in the Netherlands. Tom, he does body work on vehicles. I mean, we have people who... You know, they, they're they IT wizards.
0: Every- Not like that, but you just get into the bands themselves and the music they write. If you actually sat... Like, even though there are bands that have always... Kind of made a living off of just writing about horror stories or Tolkien or whatever. The, the end of the day is a lot of that is really intelligently written.
2: Well, look at look at playing a guitar itself. It's a it's complicated. Writing music is complicated. This is I mean it says right here heavy metal can promote scientific thinking. Hello, that's if you are writing these incredible like riffs. You're like oh this is awesome. It's not just that it sounds awesome. It takes a level of intelligence to do that because I'm not doing it. DJ Anubis isn't doing it. You have to be able to you know, separate the theme of the music with the person that is doing it and the people that listen.
0: Yeah, M- we, we just thought that was kind of interesting to, to come across that and, again, state it out because it just needs to be bears repeating. Um, I also wanted to get to a few weeks back I contacted a few different people about doing liners for MTRP and uh, it's not just if you're a band or a promotional label Like, if you want to sort of get your name out there while giving us a liner for us to play for the radio we are looking for a lot of new liners we'd like to insert because a lot of stuff that I have is going way back years so. and
2: we, 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 we want to hear from our friends right. hello snipers of Babel
0: So, you know, I'll try to get in contact with those people again to, you know, remind them that they can get a liner in here, which saves me the time of having to talk about it all the time. So if you have something you want to say, keep it to about... 30 seconds to a minute and then uh we'll
2: put you over some of your music right. and you just
0: Yeah, we'll do all the little crazy work. We just need
2: your voice say, that's it. "Hey, this is so and so from such such and such and you're listening to Metal Tavern Radio."
0: I can scientifically put your music over it. Yeah, it's magic. that's, that's how I do. It.
2: It's it's magic. It's magic. the computer doing computery stuff.
0: Right. All right, so our next block, I do have a couple of tracks uh one is from a band called Rectify, which actually Vlad promotes. Rec
2: defy, not rectify, but right, rect defy. I love it. So
0: <laughs> Vlad, uh, who's from Poland, he he actually introduced me to this band a few years ago. It was one of the bands on his roster. Now um, they're doing their, I don't know what if it's their sophomore record or maybe more than that, but they have a new record coming out that actually Inverse Record, who also I worked with sent me the new record, so I'll be playing a track from that. And then uh, Vlad, who also has some new stuff out there from a band called Damage SFP, so I'll be playing some of that as well. But to kick off the next block, uh, I actually told DJ Necco about this band a few days back. The band's called Black Passage, and they have a new record called The Veil. Um, it's kind of like atmospheric melodic death metal. Um, very good shit. I really like it. They actually made my list of albums of the year Woo! I actually have another band later on in the rock block that's also my albums of the year so a lot of good stuff today in that regard but this song is called Left to Waste Black Passage, here we go DJ Newiz and DJ Neko back with you on Middleton Kevin Radio, the podcast. So, we're going to dive back into the comic stuff, only this time it won't be Marvel, but DC. I'm
2: not as well versed in DC as I am in Marvel. Growing up as a uh, little nerd as I was back in the day, I was always into Marvel, collecting the cards, reading the books, the books, the comic books, you know. I didn't have a lot of DC experience, so...
0: Well, I had no experience at all. I mean, obviously, I knew some of the characters, whether it was because I saw the the comic books out in 7-Eleven back in the day, and then or the cartoons that I watched on Saturdays. Yeah,
2: like, the Saturday cartoons and the Justice League stuff, I I watched. But I just wasn't as well-versed or as, like, super, you know, interested as I was with Marvel. So, with DC excuse me, every time I go into a DC movie, a lot of times I'm just kind of like, you know, I, I, I don't even have expectations because I don't know a lot of backstory and things like that.
0: Yeah, you know, I mean, for me, mm-hmm. it didn't matter if I didn't have any backstory on it. Like, it just, I liked the way that Marvel had planned everything out. Like, it was in phases, and, and they're still going. They're still going to be doing it. We talked about that mm-hmm. a couple episodes ago. The problem for DC is uh, consistency as well as thinking things out. Like, they, they were trying to do a similar thing that Marvel's doing, but they're just missing the mark a lot more than they're hitting it. So I, I
2: feel like a lot of the DC movies are just not as well done maybe
0: they're not yeah and some of that's whether it's the choices they make for the characters like actors and actors and actresses or horrible scripts or whatever like recently the only movies that i really liked as far as like the total package would be wonder woman and aquaman and and
2: i haven't even seen either of those right and and it's not even like for me, it's not even like, oh, I have to see them. Like, with the Marvel movies, I was like, I had to see them. I, I well, felt for like me,
0: it was like, it wasn't even like I rushed out either case. Like, I think I saw Wonder Woman after it had already been released to, to, to on demand. Mm-hmm. And Aquaman, I did go out, but that's just because there was actually nothing else in the theaters. And I
2: was gone, wasn't I? Right. And you were like, yeah, I need to do something. I got out of this house. Right.
0: So, and then, like, my highest hopes, of course, was for Suicide Squad. Because oh, I liked the whole premise oh of everything. but the,
2: the, the trailer was way better than the damn movie. <laughs> it was terrible.
0: But outside of some interesting characters in it, it, it really did fall flat. It just didn't resonate with me. And, and, of course, a lot of people like And, of course, you hear the rumors about... How they were going to make it R-rated and make it, you know, darker. Then they all of a sudden panicked and reversed course. And that's how they kind of... I think,
2: fought. yeah, I think it hurt them.
0: So the interesting thing is, the one of the good moments of Suicide Squad, of course, is Harley Quinn by Margaret Roby. And she's in the works of doing a spinoff called Birds of Prey which I think originally they were going to do a solo film but I think she didn't want to do that so she's sticking to bringing these other characters uh, female characters into it. One of them played uh, a character named Huntress played by Mary Elizabeth Winstead who was in 10 Cloverfield Lane as well as the remake of Black Christmas 2006 which is one of my top 50 horror movies of all time. But So they're adding some other female superheroes in that. Uh, maybe they're bad guys i'm not sure this is where my knowledge of the characters yeah i i don't I've i know never. harley quinn obviously but outside i couldn't tell you who these people are but apparently margaret roby when pitching the idea is Margo. for Margot roby excuse me when pitching the idea uh wanted to make this film r-rated Now i don't know if she's taking a cue off deadpool and stuff like that but either way that makes sense um, not everything has to be for the little kitties, I don't think, so you know, they can stick to their cartoons. Let us adults have our favorite uh, comic heroes and villains be more raunchier than they are in real life. In well, let's, let's
2: be honest. You know, you look at let's look at Batman back in the day from 1989. Like, the Joker was insane and a mass murderer who ran a crime syndicate. Like, that itself is not really meant for children, even though Prince did a really awesome soundtrack for that album, you know, the whole thing, but... Well,
0: yeah, you know, Tim Burton did a good job with that, but that was, you know, Tim Burton has a way of keeping it low-key while still having it kind of dark, like, he likes the dark visuals and everything else that goes with it, so it was really well done. Um, and then, of course when Nolan started doing the other series that, you know, we'll talk about him a little more later, but when he started doing Batman Begins, The Dark Knight, it, it turned to a darker thing. And I don't know, I don't think those were R-rated, but they were just certainly more dark-oriented. I mean, if you remember, uh, I can't remember the actor's name from Dark Knight, the guy that plays uh, the, the civil servant dude, that Two-Face. Uh, that was really kind of grotesque. I don't think you could take a, a little kid to see that, but it's shocking enough that that's, you know, where it was going. Of course, Deadpool blew the doors open by being an R-rated film, and it worked. And so maybe that's kind of where everyone's going to go now. I don't know. But either way, uh, Birds of Prey will be coming out, and, you know, it's going to feature Harley Quinn and a bunch of these other characters, but they're still going to be doing Suicide Squad 2. And despite the lackluster first one, The key news on the second one is going to be James Gunn, who's done the Guardians of the Galaxy franchise, is heading this. So that might be promising from that angle.
2: I mean, I'm going to see Birds of Prey, and I'm going to see Suicide Squad. I mean, the first Suicide Squad I almost... I I almost want to watch the director's cut to see if it makes it any better, but I've only seen it once, and... it. I
0: think it's only really added fliers. I don't think there's really anything... I think I've seen the extended version, and there's just not much more there to it. It, Part of it's just uh, pacing. Part of it's like... uh, I think some people had a hard time with Jared Leto as a joker. I I didn't think he was super bad, as everyone thought, but... uh, When you're trying to kind of follow Heath Ledger even though he's gone now it's like that's really the staple even even if you're trying to like follow Jack Nicholson it's just impossible to do it
2: I mean what do you think about you know the Joker movie that's coming out Well, it's
0: gotten a lot of praise like for the originality of it all Um, I don't know what people think of Walk on Phoenix doing it so I don't know how it's been reviewed that way Uh, there is a lot of talk about the movie itself being pretty good so chances are they're gonna like his version but then again is this the kind of Joker that we are accustomed to throughout the years, even going back to who was the guy who did the TV series uh, with Adam West and all that?
2: Oh, oh, Caesar. Yeah. Um, I can't think of so, his name. So, like,
0: oh. is it going to be in that line a little bit? Because from what you tell from the trailer, it looks like it's but just, you just have a...
2: To, okay, you have to... This there is, is, like is a, a divide. Prequel, right. There is a divide in the Batman world. In the 90s, the Dark Knight started pre-90s, even though that, um, and the Dark Knight kind of started, and that's where all these other, um, villains started coming out, like Bane, um, Harley Quinn. So before, I remember that
0: cartoon. So
2: that is where the Dark Knight started, from that cartoon and that series. Before that, Batman was, like, it was like a, a superhero punch him up kind of I want to almost say more lighthearted. So when the Batman '89 movie came out, which I still I I watched it as a child nonstop because we had the the VHS. That is kind of where the turn happened, and then the Dark Knight came out, and that's where all these new characters. So. Well, once
0: I got. Batman and Robin and Batman Forever they kind of like lost their way.
2: But that's what I mean. Like those movies they were trying to still be they were following it the wrong way is what I'm what I'm saying. Is right, right, like right. they were not following it the way that like this whole Dark Knight series went. And um so when you're starting to say like comparing Heath Ledger to Jack Nicholson it's kind of like a different Joker. Like you, oh yeah, you, it's a different character in itself. It's almost Nicholson
0: definitely modeled his more after Caesar. But, but it,
2: he, Jack Nicholson, was a gangster. Mm-hmm. He was. That's like what that was. And but then you have the other side where it's just you have an insane person, and that's <laughs> kind of like what this other Joker was. It's just really interesting because. It's just another side of a different take on Batman, or you could...
0: Well, the, I'm not even sure if Batman plays a part in that. This looks like it's just like one of those, how he became who he is.
2: And, and I, I'd be interested to, like, to see it, but what, what what I'm basically trying to say is, like you know how you read a book, and then they turn it into a movie, and they turn it into a completely different... It's the same idea, but the character... They say this about The Devil Wears Prada, which I know is not very metal or cool, but I've never read the book because I love the movie so much, but the reviews that I've seen is the Devil Wears Prada movie is very different than the book. The characters are different. The characters are portrayed differently. Whereas, you know, the character Miranda Priestly, who is the the boss, is completely different in the book. And that's kind of how I feel like what they're doing with these, like, different incantation, inc- incantations... In- in- incantations? Iter- no, no, no. Iterations. Oh,
0: my God. sound like me. I know. Huh. These different
2: iterations of Batman is... You have an idea of what the original Batman is, but then you just start putting different spins on the villains. You create new things. And, you know, that's okay. Batman was created when? Like...
0: eons ago. Yeah,
2: when was the first... So... It's a different time. Even the original TV show was in the 60s. So flip that now, we have the 80s Batman. That's a different Batman because it's the 80s. And you think of, like, when you think of the 80s, you think of what was going on with... Uh, politics. You think of what was going on financially for everyone, and you see that, like you know, when you have Joker who is trying to play on that one part where he's throwing the money around and trying to be like, "Look at me, I'm giving you money," and blah blah blah. That was a very '80s thing because everybody was struggling, and they thought they wouldn't be. Go, you know, fast forward into the Dark Knight. That it, it just it's very reflective of the time. Hmm. And that's, that's just kind of what I'm saying. like.
0: But I think the overall story here is that with DC and you know now with Birds of Prey being R-rated, I don't know about Suicide Squad sequel, but the, the, I guess the question is going to remain, are they going to get themselves on the right track with their series and their characters, or is it going to be more of the same? That's really going to be the ultimate question. Um, I also wanted to touch on a little bit on movies coming out within the next year. Uh, most of them come out after 2020, but uh, from what I understand, there's going to be a sequel to Quiet Place. Uh, you're also going to John Wick 4, which we kind of knew already.
2: I think John Wick is going to turn into its own, like, uh, James it's kind of, Bond. Well, I think it's you It's that know what or, I mean? like,
0: Die Hard. It's got that whole feel about it. Um, the character is interesting. Keanu Reeves has done a great job with it. Um, he seems to really love it, too, so that's that's always a plus. Mm hmm. Uh, we do know there's gonna be a new Bond. I, it, I, they only call it Bond 25 right now, but it's probably gonna have its own unique name by the time they're done. But um, it's quickly, Dan- do D- want to touch Daniel
2: the, Craig's last Bond?
0: Yes, and I guess there might be a passing of the torch there. I have no idea, but uh, also in Thor, I've read up on the next Thor record uh, movie that Hemsworth is gonna do it, but there is gonna be a moment where he's passing the torch to uh, Natalie Portman's character, so who knows how that's going to become, but I've read up on that a little bit, so Hemsworth will be there for the, the next installment of Thor. Um, two films that are a little bit more interesting right now just because of certain things. First one is The Fast and the Furious 9 will be coming out. However, with the problems between Diesel and Dwayne Johnson the question will remain is Hobbs and Shaw are going to be even in that film or is it just now done with them they're going to do their own thing like apparently the movie's doing well with So Vin Diesel Seth. and
2: Dwayne Johnson have issues with yeah, each other? Yeah they
0: can't get along Oh families. really? Yeah. Two prima
2: donnas on set that's <laughs> yeah. what it is
0: <laughs> Must be but uh Apparently that they're still gonna keep continuing with their franchise. I did see in the still And that
2: makes sense why they're doing the whole Hobbs and Shaw thing. It it really does. Like and Which is ma- fine. I maybe mean, Hobbs and Shaw will turn the, into their own thing.
0: Right. The the franchise itself is so big now that you can kinda of go with any way you want. Like it's it's really cool that it actually involves Statum much more than his character really initially was. Mm-hmm. So uh that's really cool too. They're both great actors. I do like them a lot. Um, and of
2: course my boyfriend is in Hobbs and Shaw. Right. We haven't seen that yet, have we? No. I,
0: it's brand new, but it's got a lot of good reviews and people like it. My so
2: boyfriend for everyone. It's interesting. How's Helble. my
0: boyfriend too? Did you know that? Who? Um he's so good that I can't remember his name. Christian but he's Bale? that he's that wrestler I really like. Roman Reigns. He's oh my like... god. <laughs> <laughs> That's how good I know, I you know he's that's how relevant he is right now with oh me. Oh
2: my god! But I don't
0: watch wrestling that much anymore. So like, but I I liked him. We as... you
2: love Roman Reigns?
0: He's a great character. It's it's in a Of course, he's gonna play one of Dwayne Johnson's cousins. Of course,
2: of course he is.
0: It's that whole Samoan thing going on there. Um, the other interesting thing that I didn't know about till recently was they're gonna be rebooting Dune. Dude. Now I I, think I seen... showed DJ Neko this film.
2: I don't think I Two even paid ago. attention she to didn't. it. She
0: didn't. She hated it. Fucking hated it.
2: What was doing about it? No matter it had
0: all the great big characters in it, she still hated it.
2: What was it about? I don't even remember. That's probably why I hated it so much.
0: It's sci fi, and like.
2: Oh, it it's all dumb. about
0: the sandworms, and.
2: Oh, yeah. that I, I think it, it's dumb. That's why. Had
0: had uh, Sting in it, and had uh, uh, Patrick Stewart. It just had all these big names in it, and you just like. No, not interesting. It's really fucking boring.
2: It was was pretty boring. I I mean, honestly, I don't remember it. That's how boring it was.
0: But anyway, they're rebooting this shit, so I'm going to be kind of excited to see what they do with it because it's been many years. Originally, I think it was... What if
2: I watch it and I like the reboot better and you're like, the reboot was all
0: garbage! That could happen. There's very few reboots or remakes that are being made that I actually like. I'm still dreading fucking The Crow when they do it because I know they're gonna do it. I just don't know when. Well,
2: there's a lot of reboots that I just won't watch because they they.
0: I dreaded Suspiria. Now I've I've given Suspiria some credit for certain things. Well,
2: they didn't really reboot it. They like they played off of it. It wasn't like an well, exact reboot.
0: Well, well, yeah, and that, and but that's the thing. Like, and that's why I thought they should just call it something else because. Aesthetically and with some of the content, it is resemblance of Suspiria. But at the same time, they did a lot of different things that were off-base and just kind of its own thing, which is fine. See, it I worked. need to
2: see it still. You watched it while I was out on a ship. Well,
0: I kept trying to get you to watch I it, know, too. I know, I know,
2: I know. And I love Sus- Suspiria because it's about a ballet school and witches, which are two of my and favorite which things. the
0: dance they have is very The newer one is more. They're very important to what they do, so... That's why you would appreciate it. But anyway, uh, not many reboots connect with me, and I don't know if doing well or not, but either way, I, I, it's, it's drawn interest from me. So anyway, we're going to get back to some music. A uh, couple new tracks, one from a band called Angered Crowd, and then brand new Tomb Mold. So we'll be back after this. We're going to talk a little bit about Christopher Nolan and his films.
2: And your boyfriend.
0: Yeah, yeah. Me love, me love. DJ Nebo was back with you with...
2: DJ Necco.
0: The Metal Tevin' Radio Podcast. Some classic overkill there with Hello from the Geta.
2: You have that album.
0: Yes, yeah, I have quite a few of them.
2: But I mean, like on vinyl. No. Is, is That's the one that, that Herman bought you, isn't it? Uh, it's the green
0: one. Yeah, maybe. No, no, no. He got me in one of the later ones.
2: It's green. It's awesome. Well, we, that's we're, a we're stapled color we're really into vinyl we're, we're such nerds but I what happened didn't I just pick something up
0: at, yeah he found something I, I found like some, motorhead yeah, like something yeah like
2: I was at I love going thrifting and I was at I, I'm like this is cool I bring it home and then that's what started it all he's he DJ nubis was like I think I have some of my old vinyl still and he pulls out a couple and I'm like you know what we're back Vinyl.
0: Actually, she was kind of like, "Okay, well, this is my thing, so you stick to your CDs over there and all that other stuff." Now
2: his thing is cassette tapes. He yeah. is like, he now is I'm back
0: into cassettes.
2: All in. He's on trading forums for uh, cassette tapes. He has his trading cassette tapes. He has his fancy ones that are up on display upstairs. Well,
0: that's the thing. A lot of the bands now, especially locally...
2: Oh, yeah, cassettes are It's their thing now.
0: Nomos, they put their first record, full-length record on uh, cassette. Uh, Oxygen Destroyer did the same thing. It, it's becoming a more thing now where bands are doing this. And even if it's just a limited amount of copies, it, it's really a cool thing for fans to get, so All right. So it's about that time for the rock block. Um, block. If you're new to this podcast, every episode we do about six songs or so within the rock category. It could be classic rock, alternative rock, hard rock, uh, post rock, whatever. We throw a a lot of different shit at you. Towards the end of it, we have this thing that we've been doing the last few weeks called DJ Neko's Pick of the Week. Yep. so what she'll do is she'll have a selection and then she will talk a little bit about why she chose that song for this particular week and then we just go from there. Uh we're gonna kick off this rock block with a band called Torch or Torche. I'm not sure how they really maybe it's just Torch, but it has an E on the end. Um, I like their first record they put out and then they just put out a new one called A Mission and uh it's very good stuff. I really liked it. It's another one of those uh albums this year that's on my best of list it's starting to grow a lot more um i'll post that towards the end hopefully i'm not even sure dj neck will be around or to do the best of 2019 we usually try to do that we didn't do it last year maybe not the year before but there was a couple of years where we did the best of you mm-hmm. would sit down and listen to what i liked and gave your opinions on that but we'll see how it goes
2: i might be gone yeah, for she, like three
0: months. But generally, because some bands I come across late December so we may not do the best stuff till January so she may be back, be back before then so we'll see how it goes. But the uh, track that I chose for this opening from Torch is called Time's Missing and we'll talk to you in a few when it comes to DJ Nichols Pick of the Week. Which
1: one's my... Listening to Metal Tavern Radio.
0: DJ Anubis <laughs> back with you on Metal Time Radio the Podcast with my co-host DJ Neko yes, we are looking at Sex Real Doll, sorry uh, so yeah, that was Doc with Night Ride that's one of their earlier tracks and now it is time for DJ Neko's pick of the week And would you like to tell us what your pick is and why it is
2: This one doesn't have as much meaning as many of the others do.
0: Does it have a detachable vagina? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Inside joke.
2: No. It's just a song I really, really like. Honestly. And it's probably a band that, when I heard it, it it just kind of... I don't know. It's kind of metal, kind of rock, kind of fun. And...
0: Yeah, I remember... I think the first song I heard from was uh, "Black Sunshine" with Iggy Pop, and like I bought the record for the first record. I don't even know if it's the first record, but it's like the one that kickstarted their whole career. And talking about White Zombie, uh, so yeah, when they put out the this one here with uh, "More Human Than Human," like wasn't near as impressed as I was with the last record, but. It's a really good tune. I understand why you like it and why you picked it. I don't know the significance of it to you.
2: Honestly, I just really like the song, and it kind of goes along with our real doll shopping right now with the beginning, the intro.
0: That's a good point. That's a, that's totally it wasn't it wasn't coincidence. It's just coincidence that that happened. But uh, we had watched Whitney Cummings do her comedy stand up last night, and she had a real doll or a robot doll made in her image. So it's just, and
2: it was creepy. It looked
0: just like her. Yeah. And the husband was grabbing tits. But anyway. Uh, this, her pick of the week is gonna be White Zombies, More Human Than Human.
2: Just a pretty awesome song. Like, literally. Like, I know every week I've got a story or oh, this song touched me or I remember, I just like this song. And Honestly, sometimes that's okay. You can just like a song.
0: Oh, yeah, especially if it's from an era that you're more familiar with, so that was your growing up period, so.
2: Yeah. So without further ado.
0: But we don't have to pay $6,000 for this song. That's the good news. Yeah,
2: (laughs) starting prices for the real real doll. Let's.
0: And that's not not including all the uh, perks and the other things. The upgrades,
2: the custom.
0: Pubic hair. Yeah. yeah, you, you don't want to hear about all this, but... So,
2: yeah. anyway, without further ado...
0: More human than human.
2: Attention, please.
1: Be prepared for a musical transformation that you've never felt before. In a moment, we will bring you on a journey. Like there's no tomorrow. And we will break new ground. Audio jump. Hailing from the land, below the wind. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. Ladies and gentlemen, we are you, Welcome,
2: DJ Necco's Pick of the Week.
0: DJ Newbus and DJ Necco back with you on Metal Tevin Radio, the podcast. That's us. That ends our rock block for this evening. Ugly Kid Joe, everything about you. What would you think?
2: What I think about what? Uh, Ugly Kid Joe?
0: The rock block.
2: I love the rock block.
0: You didn't like Elder.
2: I know. I tried. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, she has a problem with not only long songs but songs that have no singing. Don't ask me.
2: The only long no singing songs that I want to hear are classical music songs done to ballet. Alright.
0: Alright, so we talked about it before, a while back. We were going to dive into Christopher Nolan, director of some great fucking movies. Uh, They made like a... The ranking of his films, best to worst, or worst to best, whatever. Uh, ten to one. Yeah. So, I don't agree with the list, per se, and I, of course I wouldn't even get the ten, because I haven't seen everything, plus some of the movies that are listed I didn't really care for, but maybe uh, DJ Neck will give you a rundown of what's going on. I,
2: I honestly, I'm, I am not a huge Christopher Nolan fan. Except for the Batman movies But Someone kind of blew my mind Well you liked the
0: Prestige I
2: did like the Prestige And you liked Inception I I was getting to Inception So I watched Inception once And it was good But I probably need to watch it again After speaking to some of my co-workers When they were explaining some things that I missed
0: Well, that's true. It's a lot to take in, and then even at the end, like you still don't know what's kind of going on. It's open ended, really.
2: Well, like at the beginning, um, the older Asian man that he's speaking to—that's
0: Ken Wannabe from Godzilla. It is,
2: but it's also the guy when he was like in level three of the dream within a dream, and he got remember he got stuck there, right. And he got old there, and he found him and he was old. It, it's just it's just crazy. Like I think I need to watch it again to maybe.
0: Yeah, it's really been a while too. We haven't seen it in a few years. So. Let's watch
2: it tonight. And put uh Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon, you know, soundtrack behind it, and I think that will really make it pop.
0: That probably confuses us even more. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> but
2: I I mean you are the bigger Nolan fan than I am.
0: I am. And it's strange because it wasn't really intentional. Uh, there's a couple of things at play here. One my wife teases about me about all the time is most of the films that I like from Nolan also include Every Christian Every film that Bale. he
2: loves has Christian Bale in it. Except for Inception. No, I'm talking about just in general. My um, number one film, hmm. Christian Bale.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, there's Equilibrium... Uh, great flick from the early 2000s with Christian. Um, he wasn't in uh, The Illusionist, which came out at the same time as Prestige, so, but he's the Prestige and that's a really great film with also Hugh Jackman. Uh, you know a movie he was in that was really
2: twisted? The Machinist.
0: Yeah, and that's it, it, all he's talked about as one of Christian's highlights. He was also in Velvet with Goldmine with with McGregor and I've talked to her about that. Like it, it's one of those things where I like the film, but it also is very gay, and it's you know not that there's anything wrong with that, but it's just when you're not used to it, there's a lot to get through. With you're that. such a
2: homophobe. I no, I'm not. I am not. He just—it's a
0: good film. I like the film. It's good. He doesn't
2: like watching men have sex.
0: No, that's not me. I don't do that. But anyway. Back to Nolan. Uh, I'm a little drunk, so sorry. Uh, so, yeah, He's my favorite... Light. He's my,
2: a lightweight my, my
0: favorite films right now from Nolan, Dark Knight, Prestige, Inception, Batman Begins and A Dark Knight Rises. I tried watching Memento a while back. I couldn't really get into it. Uh, I do understand why they might pick that as the number one in the rankings, but I still didn't really get it, so... I may have to go back and revisit it just to see if I can get through it. Uh, anywho, that was yeah. You know, Those e- are
2: your picks, right. are,
0: These are really num- good. Number director. one
2: is Dark Knight for you. Number two, so you're going top to bottom. You're yeah. going Dark Knight, Prestige, Inception, Batman Begins, and The Dark Knight Rises. Those are your top. Yeah. So for this one, what has been ranked by Cinema Blend is number one for them is Memento. Memento. Number two is The Dark Knight. Number three, The Prestige. Number four, The Dark Knight Rises. Number five, Inception. Number six, Batman Begins. Number seven, Interstellar, which I really didn't like that movie. Uh, number eight, Insomnia. No, actually, I haven't no. seen that yet. But it
0: has Robin Williams and uh, De Niro in it. So, it looks so maybe
2: younger. we should check it out.
0: I did check out Dunkirk. Number nine
2: is Dunkirk. Uh, it wasn't bad, but I am not big into war movies, and I think that's what kind of, like... I've seen...
0: I I, I thought it was okay, I just... it was very forgettable, and that's the same thing with Interstellar. They're both very good in their sense, how they're presented, but they're just forgettable. And that's the problem for me.
2: I For me, it's just, I'm not a big fan of the war aesthetic. Unless
0: unless it's full metal jacket.
2: Well, that has its other... But, anyhow i've s I have seen a lot of war movies, and I see them once, and I appreciate them just like Dunkirk watched it once, appreciated it it's good, and then I move on like I know I'm trying to think what movie it was um it's another World War two movie uh
0: oh God. Private saving private. That's Ryan. it, thank
2: you. So I, I work with a lot of guys who have served and they love saving saving private Ryan and I'm like, Yeah, I watched it once, it was alright and they're just like taken aback that I don't love it as much as them and I said, I think it's because you come at it with a different perspective. I never have been in the military, so
0: Yeah, it's not the Delaware's Prada.
2: Yeah, I, I like <laughs> shoes. I'm sorry. I'm a girl. That's <laughs> what we do. It's
0: but what I like
2: it's what I like. But honestly, I, you know, watching Dunkirk, it was good, but I only need to see it once kind of thing. I I, I like watching dumb movies over and over again. I like watching Confessions of a Shopaholic because...
0: Oh, you don't know the shit that she watches over and over. And
2: sometimes the stuff that I watch over and over again is more for like.
0: A lot of times it's just series like Sex in the City, Gilmore, Gilmore Girls. Girls. I mean, it's ridiculous. The Office,
2: Parks and Rec. Sometimes so when you have your old familiars just on standby. It but
0: that's what makes it your own. Like you just like certain things, so.
2: So number t- rounding up number ten is and I never
0: following. Saw following. I
2: haven't either, and it says. uh... His first brush at feature filmmaking came through the humble efforts that created Following. A lean, intriguing, intensely small-scale, micro-budget, independent movie shot for 15 minutes on Saturdays throughout the course of three to four months and made on a small budget of $6,000. I I don't know what it's about. I, you know, I'm willing to watch anything once just to see if I like it or not. I, but... I yeah, that's
0: that's an interesting thing because I recently watched a movie called Moon with uh, Sam Rockwell from uh, Iron Man Two and Fosse Verdon and Oh,
1: my I'll get Fosse into version. I'll get into
0: I'll get into that in the next episode or more, but I'm like her and usually with horror movies and stuff stuff that's pretty mind numbing you know if it's something that looks interesting I'll check it out sometimes I find gems sometimes I don't.
2: But for me when we start watching something that is I don't want to say serious but intellectual or something you have to think I will like pause and watch and when I'm when I'm coming back to my old reliable's like you a lot of times it's just background noise to make you feel oh, I like to sleep with the TV on a lot of people do not but I grew up doing that I actually grew up with the light the overhead light sleeping with the light on I do not have a problem sleeping in like I can sleep on an airplane I can sleep pretty much anywhere if I'm tired so when you have that like old reliable
0: so you sleep in a can
2: sam i am i am sam i am i've fallen asleep, sitting straight up on the couch i'm but anyhow, having your old reliables just playing in the background while you 're dozing off it's it 's kind of comforting to me, and that 's why sometimes i I blow through series because they 're the same series that i 've seen over and over again, but just hearing the voices and You know, knowing what's kind of going on in the back of my head. It's
0: entertaining for her. Yeah,
2: yeah. Now, I'm looking for new new TV series options. If anybody out there is listening and you want to give me something to watch, please do. Because I'm willing to watch anything.
0: We still have to watch the new Black Mirror. We
2: do need to watch the new Black Mirror. We need to catch up on Supernatural. But I, I will give it a try. I... You know, I'm not really into, like, super dragon-y stuff or always sci-fi, but I do like Star Trek. So, you know, anyhow. Christopher Nolan. DJ Anubis ranks number one. Dark Knight, number two. The Prestige, number three. Inception, number four. Batman Begins, number five. The Dark Knight Rises. Out of these, I kind of agree, but I would probably... I liked Batman Begins, I think, just as much as I liked Dark Knight, mainly because as soon as the new Batman kind of, like, came out, I I thought it was just well-written. I thought everything about that oh, it's very movie... very good. Maybe, I mean, maybe. I like Batman Begins more than Inception, but maybe I would do this. Maybe I would go...
1: Well The if Prestige, I can, if I really Batman
2: Begins, it. Dark Knight, Inception, and then Dark Knight Rises. But it's hard for me because I love Catwoman. Well, if, so... I, if I did it as
0: a package, I'd just put all the Batman's together because the whole trilogy is great. Uh, well
2: done, well thought out, well but shot. But the thing well...
0: about the Prestige and Inceptions, they both bring an added element of like what I would call fuckery and craziness to it. So it's like, oh god, the Prestige,
2: holy shit. Yes, I forgot about that. Oh so that's God.
0: that's one of the reasons why when you have movies that are kind of like mind fucks, they kind of rise up in my list a lot more. Uh, Batman Begins, Dark Knight Rises, it's straightforward. Same with Dark Knight, but Dark Knight is just on a whole other level when it comes to like you know comic book movies and you know Heath Ledger, God rest his soul, did a fantastic job as the Joker, and it just it really surpassed all my expectations of what. A Batman movie could be about, and I really didn't think anyone could beat Nicholson in his role. But again, but
2: remember, it's we talked about this earlier, it's a different a Batman, different, version, different right. Joker. It's, it's, and that's
0: why it's great though, because he can take it to a darker level and it can be separate from what Nicholson did and how great he was in his role. So, anywho, back to the music. Um, got a couple of black metal tracks in here. So, this for is it. the black block. Now, the last one's uh, more of a melodic death, but we're going to kick it off with some Asselgrom. And this is a band I came across probably a week or so ago. Didn't know much about them. This is actually an older track called Gospel Ignition. And it's a trio of women from both Norway and the Netherlands. Now I think one of the members isn't there, so they're just based out of uh, the Netherlands, I think. I can't remember either. Norway or the Netherlands. But very either Norway stu- or
2: the Netherlands, or they're from... Nor- the well, th-
0: initially, the members were from both uh, countries, but one of the uh, members left, and I think now they're just stationed in the Netherlands. I don't think they're in Norway anymore, but it could be the opposite. I just can't remember from reading about it. So, uh... Either way, um... They're actually based out of the Netherlands now. I just read that, so... Very good band. Uh, They have a new record coming out this year. I haven't heard anything from it yet, so I'm giving you kind of some of their old stuff. As I said, this is Gospel Ignition, and then we have some craft latest stuff from them, so check it out.
1: you people of the underworld. I'm Nick from the Greek heavy metal band Accelerator and I want you to rock hard with the Metal Tavern Show. Don't forget to like us on Facebook and I hope you hurt your ears listening to a hot brand new album. Hell yeah!
0: DJ New is back with you on Mail Tavern Radio Podcast.
2: So we just heard from Omnium, um, I'm saying this wrong,
0: Omnium, Omnium Gatherum, Gatherum. Yep.
2: Stormfront. That was pretty freaking cool. I really liked it a lot.
0: Yeah, I like that track a lot. Good band. I like a lot of their music. Uh, they always kind of remind me of November's Doom a little bit, but uh, both have a similar feel, but both are really good bands. Uh, that song just slays from top to bottom. Well written. All that good shit. Alright, so the next block that we have, I do uh, actually, the next couple blocks, I have some new stuff from Russian Circles, as well as All Out War and Sons of Famine. Uh, but we're going to kick off the next block with a gentleman from Washington, D.C., Jason Aaron Wood.
2: And you said this is, he's a solo project?
0: Yeah, he's a solo project. Uh, he has, He was part of another band. Um, it's called Toad and Something. I, I haven't really dived into it all, but uh he has another project as well called um old mm-hmm. sauna or something like that but i haven't listened to that either but he, he sent me some music i know stuff.
2: you said you got all of his like his back catalog and his new stuff just recently this week so. right
0: so he's got uh he's had four records under his own name for a while um it's got it's like atmospheric progressive doom metal but it's got a little bit of depth in there as well uh
2: this has got a lot of influences.
0: Yeah, so he, he's got a new album coming out, and it's a continuation from what he told me from the album Escape from 2016. So uh, the track we got for it is called The Abyss of My Subconscious. Mm. Check it out. We'll be back in a few DJ Nubus and... DJ Neko. Back with you on Town Radio Podcast. That was brand new stuff from All Out War. What was becomes undone.
2: Nice. Well,
0: I want to thank everyone for tuning in for this episode of the podcast. It's been a lot of fun. It took a little bit longer than we had anticipated. That's because
2: DJ Neko talks non-stop.
0: Yeah. It's her fault. Just blame her. It's fine with me.
2: So, I'm going to leave you on this question. Should DJ Neko get a Fiat.
0: She's kind of car shopping, but it's going to be a while before she gets it. She just lost out on the one Fiat that she wanted. but
2: It was pistachio with ivory interior. It was so cute. It was so me. But I I think I do want a Fiat or a VW Bug. So stay tuned. We'll let you know what happens. My car is nine years old. She has about 150,000 miles on her. She's been through a lot, and it seems like this past year we've put a lot of effort into her.
0: We try to keep her going, but it's... it's I
2: mean, like, it tires, brakes, calipers, like, full brakes. Rotors and pads, yeah. plus calipers. Uh, what else happened this year? Ball joints. The ball joints with the front arm and the, the suspension. It's We're getting to the point where... I I do love my car. I it was the car that I wanted. It was the car of my dreams when I bought it 9 years ago. But we've driven the shit out of it and we shared it for about 5 years and you have two people doing a lot of mileage in this one little car. She has no horsepower. She has, you know, a half a horsepower.
0: She ran pretty good for a while.
2: But I I will be sad to see her go
0: but it's time to move on it's time to move on time see how it goes
2: and then you know just comment send us a message i don't care if you send me personally a message or send metal tavern radio a message what are your favorite cars and i'm looking at And
0: and keep in mind we're looking at used vehicles from at least hopefully from 2014 to present day that's in the lowest mileage possible. I know that's mainly between like 40 and 80,000 miles. So that's kind of the range we're looking at. And Price I'm looking range. at
2: a, a compact car. My car is kind of compact, but I, I love hatchback style cars. That's why I like That's why I like the Fiat so much. I've been kind of looking at some Hyundais. I've been looking at some Hondas. So let me know what your favorite car has been, or if you have any suggestions. I am open
0: Alright, y'all. I got one track left for you. Cobra on the Lotus, Losing My Humanity. See you in the next episode. I will be flying solo that time. I know. But she'll be back. No worries. No worries. See y'all.
2: Bye.